0: So I've been super excited reading uh, Matthew 10 lately. I've been working on it kind of quite a bit. And uh, today it just struck me kind of a fresh, you know, Jesus, uh, he was really about like deputizing everybody. You know, he deputized way more people than than law enforcement could ever deputize. You know, I mean, we don't want that to happen so often so much, right? Like sheriffs deputies just multiplying i mean the jesus movement was about like everybody who came into contact with jesus he was like recruiting and um and sending them out and giving them you know having them do the full ministry that he embodied and uh you know everything everything he did he sent us out to do he sends us out to do everything he did and um and i love how it starts it says uh don't go the way of the gentiles and do not enter the city of the samaritan so he's he's focusing in on uh, a certain kind of people that he wants to target for his outreach and and they're called the lost sheep okay the lost sheep of the house of israel so that would be like kind of the people of god's lost sheep you know um and the lost sheep. I just love that imagery. Like we at Tierra Nueva, we've always committed, been a ministry committed to finding lost sheep. And uh, in fact, we used to have all of our staff. We'd have pictures of our staff with holding a sheep because we had sheep, and so we would take all these staff photos of everyone with their arms around sheep. And, and so, like, who do you guys know any lost sheep? Think about a lost sheep. A sheep. Sheep are supposed to hang out with the with the her, with the flock. Of sheep, right? Flock of sheep. What do we call it? Herd sheep? Not a herder sheep. Flock of sheep. Sheep travel together. We used to have 12 sheep and they would just, we had this one uh, sheep that was like the leader of the of the of the flock. And man, that sheep was just crazy. He would she would go right through some of our fencing. And then everything, every all the other sheep would follow. And it was just like, man, it was uh, Anyway, one time, one of our sheep swam across the river. I don't know how they did that. And wow. we lost that sheep. And, um, and then I was, I was traveling on the other side of Fur Island where, from where we live across the river. And I saw this sheep out in this field. And I was like, there's our lost sheep. And, uh, and I was able to grab that sheep. And, and I have a picture of myself in the back of a, our car with my sheep on my lap, because we, we got her back. Anyway, um, do you guys know any lost sheep? I live in a village of lost sheep. Okay. Yeah. Well, look, Jesus loves going after lost sheep. Okay. But the way God goes after lost sheep, um, you know, think about the, the the shepherd who leaves the ninety-nine and goes after the the one sheep, because you know, one sheep is of high value, one individual you know, the the people that we know that are just out there at large lost, you know, maybe they're really in a danger zone, right? Maybe they, uh, maybe they could relapse and and this time, you know, like overdose and we could lose them. We've lost too many people like that in this county. And I'm so tired of it, you guys. And Jesus, um, you know, he sent out the 12 and check this out. Um, He says, go to the lost sheep. And as you go, preach. You know, preach just means like, speak it out. It, you know, you don't have to be like an official pastor, preacher, priest or something. You, preaching is just, you know, sharing, proclaiming. Like, uh, as you go preach, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is, is right here. Um, so we're supposed to like say, look, heaven, the reality of the kingdom of God is right here, right here, right now. And then Jesus says, heal the sick. And it's like, you guys heal the sick. He doesn't say, pray to God that God would heal the sick. He says, you heal the sick. And what else did he say? Um, He says, heal the sick. um, Raise the dead. That can't be the truly real dead. Yes, it's the real dead. Okay, raise the dead. Um, Cleanse the lepers. Cast out demons. Um... You know casting out demons that's something that all of us are, are who are followers of jesus if we're a disciple then a disciple is just a student of jesus right who uh, a disciple is just someone that says well i want to learn about jesus i'm a disciple now I'm a, I'm a pupil or a student of jesus so if you if you're learning about jesus you're a disciple so then jesus says okay heal the sick raise the dead uh, cleanse the lepers you know i mean lepers we don't really have those anymore but maybe. Cleanse the COVID MRSA. patients or yeah. the MRSA, exactly, right? Or people with STDs, you know, speak cleansing over people who've got, uh, you know, who aren't clean and sober, you know, cleanse those that are not clean and sober, right? Speak cleansing life over the people that aren't clean and sober, right? Make them clean in the name of Jesus, right? Um, so, like, we need to try to practice this, Okay. I mean, I've heard crazy stories of people that have actually prayed for dead people who've come back to life. Like I remember asking these these pastors, I mean, this, this I was at a group in Morocco of all these African pastors who had come across the Sahara desert, you know, uh, trying to trying to get up to Morocco so they could take a boat across and smuggle them you know, get smuggled into Spain, you know to super poor people. and we trained we did a whole training of like fifty people like that, went three different times over to. Robot morocco and and i was like have you guys ever seen that happen where have you ever prayed for people that had died and all of these people are like oh yeah i have well, oh i have i have i have i have and i'm like oh yeah right but then they start telling their stories and the stories were just crazy i mean they were totally believable you know like one guy said yeah i, I was doing this wedding and and the the the, 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 the father of the groom Suddenly, he had a heart attack. Just this massive heart attack, right when they were making their vows, and he just dropped dead. And he had no pulse, and the whole place just was went up, and it was just crazy, because uh, everyone was just crying, and you know, it was just like a big mess. And and I um and I just felt this strong, um, like I couldn't hold. I just couldn't hold it back. I just had to go over, and I just I got down. I just prayed over the body, and and he, and he caught he got up. He got up, and we finished the wedding. And I was like, oh, that is crazy. And I was All like, are you serious? <laughs> I mean, could you imagine that? It's like, you know, I feel like we're just such wimps when it comes to faith. Like, we don't really take it very seriously The that the victory of Jesus could be that real, that it could actually, you know, I, I talked to another guy who was praying for this girl that had died in Mozambique. And he was this, he was just like holding her hand, the body. I mean, it was it was but the body was laid out on a table like they do in a lot of countries. And he was just holding the hand of this dead girl, like a 10-year-old. And he was praying and praying and praying, just like giving thanks for the girl. He was just saying, Oh God, thank you for this girl's life. And we just give her over to you, we commend her to you. And she'd been dead for two days, right? They were gonna bury her the next morning. And then suddenly um, he said the girl grabbed his finger. And he screamed because I mean, because the girl got up, the girl grabbed the finger and then got up like this and looked at him. And he said he freaked out and he just ran out of the place. And then uh, all of the people in the village, the family members came and they saw it and they all freaked out. and They went running everywhere, like going, ah, there's a ghost. But actually, she'd come back to life. And then the the whole uh, village, like, turned to Jesus. It was this Muslim village in, in Mozambique. I mean, it was a story, I don't know if I got all the details completely right, but it was, I mean, that's crazy. Okay, so like, you know, we, we shouldn't just think that death is, is just something that's beyond what Jesus can deal with. Or like Marcelino, a guy from our Spanish service, he was down there um, in Madera, California, last summer, and he had COVID, and he was intubated, and he was dying. And his family, they were all calling me, all of his kids that I knew when they were little, little kids, little toddlers. And now they're in their 20s and early 30s and they were calling me hey pastor roberto can you pray for my dad you know he's dying he's like he's gonna die any day and apparently he had like uh, like he was just right on the verge of dying so we were praying and uh, we prayed a lot and we prayed even over the phone because family i don't know how they got a phone to him or i don't know how know how how it happened he couldn't hear anything he was like in a coma and um but he, come, he came up here and he says, yeah, when you guys, uh, right around the time when my family had you praying for us, I had this vision that I was going down into this round hole in the ground and Satan was there. And I looked at Satan and I said, uh, I just cried out to Jesus, Jesus save me. And then I turned to Satan and I said, you get out of here in Jesus' name. And uh, And that was right when things turned and I recovered. And now he's like coming with his whole family to our church. And so like, that's pretty much close to being a resurrection from the dead, right? Yes. I mean, I think I'd rather be, get better before I died than actually die and then be resurrected. But I don't know, maybe, maybe that would be cool too. But anyway, Jesus is like after the lost sheep. Okay, now, so that means like, like Narcan isn't the only way to raise somebody right narcan is a good idea to carry with us wherever we go right but like don't just think that you can't that that's the only way to raise someone from the dead you could just pray if you don't have your narcan so let's not just be overly dependent upon chemicals right okay so anyway jesus is all about um this whole approach that he has um go out and do all this stuff Freely you receive, freely give, don't charge anyone for it. Okay. This is about like freedom. Like we're doing this for free, free of charge. We're not, you don't have to have health insurance to benefit from the ministry of Jesus, right? You don't have to have a copay, nothing. Okay. You don't even have to have Apple health or any kind of health, you know, um, you go out and you give it free. You've received it freely. You give it freely. And, um, this is stuff that I believe that God wants us to practice, all of us, you know, we can, we can all, uh, and you're not going to see people get healed, and get freed from evil spirits, unless you actually act on this and pray, and, and, and have faith, exactly, and pray, um, pray for the people that are around you, when, whenever anyone gets sick, instead of just thinking, well, you should go to the doctor, or you should go to the physical therapist, okay, maybe you should definitely go do that too but let's let's think about prayer and um and exercising the authority that we have in jesus name Just saying jesus name i i bless you with healing in jesus name i command that evil spirit that is tormenting you to just go to the feet of jesus to go away and not come back um you know whatever it is right so jesus goes on and then he has this approach he says when you go don't take any money when you go out uh it says, um, "Don't bring any gold or silver or copper. That's like coins, I think, probably that they used back then. Don't even bring a wallet um, or a bag or two coats or sandals or a staff. You know, like like you're just supposed to go out, almost like just like in weakness, really. You're not going out with any with resources. You know, like like this is one thing that bothers me about ministries, like." We've been this way too. Like we have a family support center. We give out vouchers for gas sometimes and clothing. And I think that's great. But, but actually Jesus, when he says for us to go out, we're just supposed to go out with nothing except the message and the power of God. And, and it's like, we're called to go out in that kind of radical faith. And, we're, and, and we go to people's houses. Um, when you go to a city, um, you know, stay with the people that welcome you, it says, right? And um, eat what they feed you. And because the worker's worthy. So if, they, if you know, we go to someone's house and they invite us in and they give us food, that's, that's kind of how, you know, how we're provided for, right? It's because we're just going out and it's the people themselves um, that, that provide for us. But then there's people that won't take what you say. Um, they're not going to accept you. They're going to reject you, okay? And Jesus has a strong sort of response to that. He says, those people, when you go out, shake the dust off your feet. Kind of seems like, wow, that's pretty harsh. I don't really like that about Jesus' teaching. Am I going to just shake the dust off my feet from the people that don't accept, you know, me and my message? Well, I think it means, like, look, you're going to get rejected. And so don't let that rejection cling to you. You know, like shake that rejection off you, so that you're not going to be disillusioned, and and, and you're not going to, um, you know, just not want to try it again, right? Someone else. Um, and then, but but Jesus goes on to say that actually, when you start to practice the ministry of Jesus, you're going to get into trouble. And um, you know, people that have been in trouble, who are used to being in trouble, they're not as worried about it as as the kind of the people that have been the the law abiding types that have never really broken even the speed limit, you know. Um, people that have, you know, I always say that where would Jesus go if he was looking for a mission uh, if he was looking for missionaries who were willing to risk their lives? Would he go to the churches or would he go to the jails? And I think he'd go to the jails because most people I know that have been to jail have risked their lives many times, you know, they've been in all kinds of, of dangerous situations, right? And I think, um, but that doesn't mean that those of us that are you know more timid and a fe- and fearful that there's not an opportunity for us. But we should know that being involved in the ministry of Jesus, some people are going to reject us. Yeah. Some people are going to persecute us, mm-hmm. and um, they're going give they're going to talk negatively about us, and they're going to say, "Oh, what a hypocrite they, they think they're so great, But look, I saw them at the casino, <laughs> or I saw them, you know, I bet they're doing, you know. I bet they're, I bet they're still using and, and all that kind of stuff. And you know what, forget that. Okay. People are going to judge us. And that's just the way it goes. And Jesus even says that um, brother's going to betray brother, father, child, children will rise up against parents. And this says they'll cause them to even be pushed to death. That's pretty hardcore. That's like real persecution. Um, whenever they persecute you in one city, flee to the next. For truly, I say to you, you will not finish going through the cities of Israel until the Son of Man comes. So we don't ever give up. If we get persecuted, we just go to the next place. Okay. And then Jesus says, a disciple is not above his teacher, nor a slave above his master. So it's enough for the disciple that he becomes like his teacher. So Jesus is basically saying, look, if you're a disciple, then then look, you're going to become like me. And what happened to me? Well, I got arrested. I got, I got, I got crucified. And Jesus says, if they call the, uh, the head of the community, you know, Belzebul, which means like Satan or something. Because they were telling Jesus, he, he cast out demons in the name of the head of the demons, right? But how much more are they going to talk down Jesus' followers like us? Um, but Jesus says, don't be afraid of them but there's nothing concealed, nothing that's hidden that will not be revealed and nothing um, hidden that won't be made known. This is verse 26. What I tell you in the darkness, speak in the light and what you hear whispered in your ear, proclaim from the housetop. So basically Jesus is saying, like when you run into opposition, just know that I'm going to be giving you revelation. You know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be speaking into your ear, I'm going to be telling you what you need to know. Like when you run into your family members that that, that just uh, resist the message that you're bringing, when you know when you get persecuted by the people that are your neighbors or your travel members or your homies or you know whoever they are, right? Your community. Um, God's going to speak to you and reveal things to you that are going to be keys to being able to reach out to those people. And he's going to be showing you stuff about what's behind the scenes happening in people's lives. You know, that's part of what the gift of prophecy is, is that God will reveal stuff that is uh, only God could know. Okay, because the things that are hidden are going to be revealed. And um, and I love this. Jesus says, um, you know, what I speak to you in the darkness, when are you in the darkness when God would speak to you? okay when you're in the when you're depressed or really anxious yeah okay pretty i think more literally like at night when in the middle of the night when you're tossing and turning and you're and you're you know i don't know about you guys do you gonna wake up sometimes too early or in the middle of the night and or you can't sleep and you're tripping out and worrying about this or that and you're just thinking oh you know you're, you're just all the problems of the world are upon you and you're thinking about people that have criticize you and and you know you're am i the only one that has a that has sleepless nights on. yeah okay i didn't on. think okay, so did <laughs> okay so 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 that's when god can speak to us when i speak to you in the darkness you know uh, what i reveal to you in the darkness speak when it's when when the day comes then i'm giving you information in the night that you can speak in your relationships with those people who maybe are really the difficult the, the lost sheep right the lost sheep that are not open to you yet okay maybe your kids maybe your um friends you know people uh, maybe your enemies who you don't really want to stay enemies with right god wants to give us um revelation that will give that will g- give us breakthroughs in our relationships and um it, and it happens you guys I mean, I, I don't know if you've experienced this, but um, I think we should try to tune into that. Because if we know that God does this, that, that Jesus um, speaks to us in the darkness. And, um, and then and it says literally what I whisper to you, but the word is what I, what I say in your ear. You know, speak from the housetops. In other words, like the housetops were flat roofs in the Middle East where people could actually speak to a crowd right you could you could preach from the top of a roof, actually we could do that at Ternueva, except we'd be kind of high up there there you go okay so Jesus is saying like what I reveal to you it's 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 revelation it's it's like stuff that can help you reach people you know you know how there's people you know how you, you just don't know how you can reach them you've tried everything you've said they've just shunned you they've just They've just shut you up. They've just refused. And no matter how much you've tried, you know, you feel like you've just been blocked. Well, that's why we need God to speak to us and give us the way to, and like the keys. and i I have a feeling that God wants to give us some keys tonight and just like give us um, like wisdom about how to like reach people that maybe we haven't been able to reach. You know that's what I feel like we need, really bad. And uh, there's another part that I really love uh, related to this, which is uh, chapter 11, where Jesus is going on and on about all kinds of stuff that that is interesting, but then it gets really interesting in verse 25. Actually, it takes 25 verses for Jesus to really get ripping with his message here. In chapter 11, he says, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you've hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent have revealed them to infants well the word infant isn't really the right word it can mean that but it actually means just uh uneducated ordinary people like uh like almost like people that that haven't made it through the school system you know um people that are uh for whatever reason school hasn't worked for them like you know my whole life i've worked with people um, uh, like in Honduras, our people that we worked with for six years all through our 20s were mostly illiterate peasants who had no schooling, you know, had never been to school in their life, and and they couldn't read anything. And we would do Bible studies, but we'd have to read the story two or three times to get it into people's heads, right? And so Anyway, it's um it's like God is saying, um, Jesus is saying, I praise you, God that you've hidden these things from the educated and, you know, the elite experts who think they know everything, um, you know, who've gotten all the training and have got their degrees and have, you know, done everything they're supposed to do to study and everything. Not that that's bad, but Jesus says, I, I praise you, Lord, heaven, Lord of heaven and earth, that you've hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent, and that you've revealed them to humble people, to the ordinary people, right? Which means that none of us um except maybe those of us that are op- officially wise and intelligent like probably I'm the most educated person here so i don't want god to hide things from me you know i've been to too many years of school but i'm i'm just hoping god doesn't that doesn't disqualify me but it, you know but i have to make sure that i i mean i already know that i don't know and that when we, when we really admit i don't know what's up god Jesus is like, I don't know what, what, I don't know how to solve this problem. I'm, I'm at a loss. You know, everything I've tried is not working. So, you know, have mercy, show me the way how to reach my son, my daughter, my friend, my, you know, my, my family member or whatever, in some other state or whatever, show me the way. And, and, and Jesus says that, um, God reveals them to us okay and then he says come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest you know so Jesus gives us a complete invitation he says come to me and I'm going to give you I'm going to you're going to be I'll give you the chill pill you know come to me and I will give you rest Uh, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and humble in heart I'm I'm uh, gentle and humble in heart I'm not gonna get down on you. I'm I'm approachable, you know. Um, and I, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So, I feel like that's the invitation. Like we can just go with all of our worries and all the people that are on our hearts that we love and who are not able to, you know, to figure out how to how to how to communicate with effectively or whatever. Um, you know, maybe it's the people that are some of the ones that we live with that are the closest to us, like, and we just feel blocked. You know, Jesus is saying, come to me, you know, and and I'll show you, I'll give you revelation. Come in the middle of the night, you know, when it's dark, and I'll whisper in your ear, and I'll show you what to do. So I just want us to pray that God would help us to to be able to step into that. And I think breakthroughs, you guys, are available to us, and let's just pray for the keys to be able to unlock some of the situations that are difficult in our lives. So Holy Spirit, just thank you that you, um, you're alive and you're active and we, uh, we welcome you. We just ask that you'd give us breakthrough to dealing with the complicated human beings that you put in our lives. You know, who we love, but we don't know how to reach. Um, just give us revelation. Um, thank you that, um, that you you reveal to the humble people who truly know that we need you and so god i know that i need you um and we a lot of us we're just we just really know that we need um we need wisdom we need um, keys so i just we just ask that you give us the keys to uh unlock relationships give us the keys um the revelation that we need to reach people that that you put on our hearts our kids our other family members outsiders you know lost sheep kind of people that we know just give us the courage and um, help us we just give you all these people and thank you God that you're uh, you just welcome us to come right to you just the way we are Um, and so we do we come to you Jesus help us we pray in your name amen